Hello everyone, welcome to episode 34 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. Once again, I'm here with Stephen, the co-owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. And one of our writers, John, is also here with us. How's it going? Uh, this week, we're going to do a full rundown and uh, review of Border Wars, which happened this past Saturday, May 12th, on iPay-Per-View. Uh, I don't know how many people actually saw it live, but that was when it did happen. But um, we're going to do a run through of all the matches on the card. We'll just, you know, talk about what we thought of the match and uh, where this leads going forward. So um, before we talk about the show, let's talk about our sort of live experience. So, John, what happened when you tried to, um, you know, tune into Border Wars? Oh uh, well, I tried to log in probably ten minutes before the show. That way, that's what we usually did for a Go Fight Live. Logged in and then like watched the little countdown to go. And I, I logged in. That fine. It, it was it was like regular speed and everything. Then I go to the, my pay per views, and I click on that. And then it says something around along lines of "You have not logged in to see what uh, pay per views you've lo- ordered. You know, please log in." So I logged in, and it took me like to a server not available web page or uh, page. And I kept on refreshing and doing that, and it did that for several hours. Then it eventually took me to a different website altogether, saying, like, sorry for the inconvenience and everything. <laughs> and it was just really, really odd. It was frustrating because, you know, I kind of expected something like this to happen, but... Not as bad as it was. But not as bad as it was, yeah. Um, when did you actually get to watch the stream, then? I... It, at the... Uh, probably... Near the last few minutes of the uh, Roderick Strong Finley match. Yeah, that was it. I yeah, so it. That, yeah, I might have in before that, but I was kind of just frustrated with messing with it. So basically, you saw the last two and a half matches out of eight, basically. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. So how about Stephen? Did you have the same sort of problems as John? Yeah, I tried to log in about five minutes before the show because I actually thought it started at one a.m. our time, but it was actually half twelve. So I was a bit unprepared. You look at texture. <laughs> yeah, I managed. To, I, I jumped on about say about five minutes before. The website loaded pretty slow, and then I tried to log in, and it, it basically said what what John said. I mean, it it was just saying that um, there was an error. Um, so basically, you had to click on the rhwrestling.com again. It was loading up the the homepage fine, but then as soon as you tried to click on anything, it was just it wasn't working. Mm. Um, I, I kept I tried it about twenty times, just kept doing it, doing it, and it wasn't working. So I gave up for about about an hour, I'd say, and then. Um, it's actually probably a bit, bit longer than an hour. And then I came back and I tried it a few times again and it wasn't working. And then I was checking our forum and I think a couple of people were saying they managed, were managing to get on. So I kept trying it and eventually um, it logged me in. Uh, I went to the My Pay-Per-View thing and then it logged me back out. So I was a bit annoyed. <laughs> so uh, I think I left it again for about another five minutes and went back, tried it again and I managed to log in. Uh, managed to go to My Pay-Per-Views and eventually actually worked and... So what, the stream, the stream was actually really good as well. <laughs> did you get through to the same point as John then during the Roddy and Finley match, or no? I was, a, I, I got in near the end of the Lance Storm and Mike Bennett match. So 
Ah, so that's... So just in, so just in time for the intermission. Yeah. yeah, basically. As soon as I, I got it working, they're like, okay, we're going. I was like, oh, God's sake, it's going to cut out again. <laughs> now that, like, basically what happened with you two is seems to be what happened with the majority of people because every single person that, like, you know, tweeted us or was on our forum was having problems. But for some reason, I have no idea why it worked flawlessly for me. I, it, honestly, it was perfect. I logged in 10 minutes before, went on my pay-per-view page, and then it counted down for 10 minutes. And then once that you know that 10-minute countdown expired, it just refreshed the page, and the pay-per-view started. It was 720p HD. It was no you know no lag. No, it was in sync. So if I hadn't been on the forum and Twitter, I would, I would have thought, well, good job. Nobody would have known the results. <laughs> so, yeah, because it seems we, we, we were the only one that could actually see it. But I don't know why. I mean, I don't know how many people actually got to see the whole thing live like I did. It, it was a very small minority because unless they were just, you know, not on Twitter because they were enjoying it. But, you know, every single person that, you know, we saw post or tweet or anything was were just having these problems. And I think in our preview show, we, we talked about, you know, the possibility of how these problems could happen and, uh, you know, how big it would be for Ring of Honor and it could break the company in the iPay-per-view sort of side of things. And, um I don't think we ever would have think it would be as you know as bad as it was. I mean, it was to be honest, it was a, it was just embarrassing really. The fact that most people couldn't watch it for at least you know after until after the you know intermission, so they've missed an hour and a half or however long it was, you know. So you know people pay, they they put faith in Ring of Honor that you know they're going to get it right. They they even said, oh, we've been testing it loads, and <laughs> um, they they had like a free stream of you know CM Punk and uh, Brian Danielson, and um, that messed up. And their excuse was, oh, we're using different equipment for the pay-per-view. Um, and then it just went horribly wrong. And um, as a result, they've basically said that, you know, everyone can get a refund or they can get Best in the World 2012, which takes place next month for free, which hopefully won't have the same issues. I wouldn't be surprised if it does, which then will means we'll get, you know, Death Before Dishonor for free <laughs> as well. So uh, looking forward to a lot of free pay-per-views. But... Um, <laughs> I think the, the thing is, even even though that they've done this with the, you know, it's it's a good gesture, I suppose, but it, the damage has already been done. I mean, mm. it. I think we made it pretty clear on the preview that they, they needed to get it almost spot on for people to really get their faith back, and yeah. it was it was the worst thing that could have happened. That yeah. as you say, most I'd say about ninety percent of people didn't see at least half of the show live, which is yeah. just. Yeah, and then to make matters not. worse, the replay didn't work for the majority of Sunday, as far as I'm yeah, aware. Yeah, and... replay yesterday, uh, Monday, I believe, and uh, about halfway through the Lethal Champa match, it kind of just cut off on me. Mm. So yeah, it, and, the, and the replay was a lot lower quality than the stream. So you know, not only was the replay not working a lot of the time, but it was terrible quality compared to the stream. So overall, very very bad, like you know, I view technical side of things. The show itself was really good and we'll get to that in a bit. I just wanted to get this sort of negativity out of the way. But um I, I mean I, I know on the forum a lot of people were just like sort of giving up with Ring of Honor after this. I mean I received a PM from someone on the forum, I'm, I won't say the name, but um they basically said, oh, I don't want to be in the Pickums anymore. I give up with Ring of Honor. It's just like you know, that's only one person who said that, but you know, you gotta think there's gonna be a lot of people out there who are tuning in and having this you know, terrible experience once again after showing on the sun and just being like, oh, I give up. I'm, no one's going to want to, you know, pay the, the money again to, to give Ring of Honor. They won't have the faith, you know, that they're going to be able to stream it properly. 
No, you, you can't. Sorry, go on. That's the thing. I can't really blame them for doing that because when you pay for that pay per view, you want to watch it live. That's the. Whole, I mean, I don't stay that's up to four a.m. for no reason. I stay up to four a.m. to watch the pay per view, and so I can't complain because it's perfect for me. But you know, I can understand why. I mean, it happened at Sharon on the Sun, and I was furious. So this was even worse. So I can imagine how, how angry I would have been. But um, what I find, you know, funny is that. They're with GoFuck Live. Sean and the Sun had some problems. They, you know, quickly just just like that, just got rid of them and were like, Kevin Kelly was like, "Oh, thank God, it's not on GoFuck Live." And they were like, they're talking about all the problems GoFuck Live had, and then they do it themselves, and it just goes horribly wrong. Which is I was quite I was reading sorry, I was reading on the the internet from a couple of sources that this apparently is, this is funny. This is gone. That apparently the the Ring of Honor website is actually sort of on the same system of websites. Oh, sorry, as I was going to say a different story. Go on. Oh, no, it's on the same sort of system or the same server as all the other Sinclair websites, so all like the station websites and, and whatever. Mm. Um, so apparently that's why it was so easily flooded that, you know, not only have you got the people who have gone, you know, going on the Ring of Honor site, you've got all these other websites that are also on the same server that are obviously taking up some of the bandwidth yeah. and, and the traffic. and. Mm. Another thing that I've read, I'm not sure if this is, you know, 100% true, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it was. Because um, certainly the, the people who actually streamed the event, like the actual the actual stream, was by um, by a, a, a website provider. Apparently, you know, it was pretty good, wasn't it, the stream? So, uh, yeah. obviously, they did their job right. But apparently, um, Ring of Honor didn't actually put in place the correct um, sort of security features or whatever on the page. So apparently the people who got on there early and saw the the stream, there was some sort of way to get in to like the admin panel or something to actually copy <laughs> the actual URL of the stream. So apparently loads of people were like copying the URL of the stream and like a lot you know a lot of basically people were watching it illegally for free because <laughs> of the because of Ring of Honor didn't take the you know correct steps to sort of oh, safeguard it. So not only did people who pay for it didn't see it, it's it's you know sounds like it could have. Yeah, a lot of people who didn't pay for it probably saw a lot more than the people who did. <laughs> oh, that's just... It's just embarrassing, really. I mean, what was that? There was a quote you were telling us as well from... Is it Joe Coff from uh, yeah. for the podcast? What, what was it he said in the interview? I think this was regarding the um, the showdown in the sun, uh, obviously, fiasco. Apparently, he said, um, what do people expect for fourteen ninety five? People spend more than that when they're going to Starbucks. <laughs> that's so, just bad isn't it that's just that's just terrible well yeah I mean 15 dollars might not be much for someone like that who's you know involved in a massive corporation who probably gets paid you know thousands of thousands of thousands of dollars a month or whatever you know but to, to a normal person paying 50 it's not even the amount, the amount. you pay money for a for service, a service yeah like you, you pay it. money to, <laughs> to do something and you're not given it it's doesn't really matter if it's fifteen dollars or five dollars. That's not right. Yeah. I mean, personally, I always prefer watching wrestling as it happens because yeah. obviously you're you're escaping spoilers and it's just I just I just always prefer it and um, obviously with it being a pay per view as well, sometimes it's it's hard to sort of get round you know getting round to watch you know three hours of wrestling exactly when you have that, you know massive amount of, uh, sort of spare time. So it's that's why I always I always like watching the live events because. Uh, you know, you set aside a few hours, that, um, especially for us in the UK, because it's, you know, it's back, was it 1 to 4 a.m. it was on? Yeah. Or half 12 to um, about half 3, 4. So, you know, yeah, you, you put that aside, you know, you, you forsake 
sleep basically to watch shows and then you end up sitting there you know just not watching anything because of the poor uh the poor service so i just mm, very disappointing I'd, I'd hope to say you know i'd like to say that they've, they've learned from this but i think you know the, the amount of times i've screwed up in the past I'm, i wouldn't be surprised if this happens the exact same thing happens uh at best in the world to be honest yeah i really i think i even said this exact same thing before um you know border was that i really hope it doesn't go wrong but I, I, to I just think it will again. I just can't see Ring of Honor all of a sudden turning again perfect. I mean, I can, I'm pretty sure there's still going to be problems, which is a, a great shame. But, uh, you know, luckily we don't have to pay for it. So. Um, mm, and the annoying thing was that they took so long to actually acknowledge a problem. I think yeah. it was about at least an hour into the show and they put a thing on their Facebook page saying, you know, we're really sorry about this. I mean, people were tweeting them, people, you know, understandably quite angry about it and they just sat there in silence doing nothing i mean mm. the last couple of ones where there's been issues i think kevin kelly's been sat on commentary you know oh, we're having problems with the iPay-per-view, and even though we I'm, can't hear it <laughs> yeah i mean I, I don't i don't think he actually said anything about the actual stream. no he didn't he didn't mention it once no so i mean i don't know if that's because he was he's probably told not to say anything i suppose but mm. you know it's it's disappointing that they took so long to reply and even though they have come out with a positive sort of response you know that, that people can get a refund or uh, they can get the next pack be for free yeah it's as i said the damage is already done us I, I think yeah. a lot of people who gave them a second chance of this one you know will not be re- you know taking a chance to them again i think a mm. lot of, the amount of people i've seen on our forum and on you know from twitter people saying you know i'm not going to buy another dvd i'm not paying basically i'm not giving ring on any you know any more money because if you're going to pay you know you're going to pay for something and not receive anything in return or not get what what to advertise then yeah why would you bother yeah, yeah to be a reliable way of uh watching it before people will be willing to spend their money on it and i can't say i blame them because thing is it's a good product that people want to pay for but they're not given the chance to watch because there's other things out there that people don't pay like that that don't want to pay for that they can watch so when you know there's something they can't watch that they want to watch it's even more frustrating if Mm. that made any sense i saw what you're saying yeah yeah. I think with wrestling as well, there's so many, especially independent wrestling. I know Ring of Honor aren't strictly independent anymore, but they're still sort of in that bracket of, yeah. you know, indie promotions that, you know, there's, it's so hard to, you know, get business these days. You know, the amount of like illegal sort of downloads and streams out there that it's, you know, they, they need to get everything in tip-top condition just so, you know, people, as John said, the people who want to give the, you know, the company money and want to support the company can actually do that. But when the alienating fans who do support the product and are turning basically people against you know the company then mm. i mean financially this is going to be a massive massive burden because yeah. as you say they're not getting they're not going to basically get no revenue from the best in the world show um well for, you know, for well, i suppose the way you can think about it is that this show made nothing because everyone either get the refund or the next one for free so they're basically you know made nothing from this one in a way yeah basically yeah, that yeah. Has to be a huge blow to yeah you know, such a heavily hyped show, and they're basically having to lose all of the money they've got from it. It's a shame because they were saying there was reports that um, it was one of the best at, like, live attendances at a Ring of Honor show the ever. The crowd was huge. Yeah, yeah. the crowd was it was really really good. So it's just there's all they always seem to get something wrong. They can never sort of get everything perfect and everything working. Mm. There's yeah, always it's just like one step forward, two steps back with everything they've been doing lately. Yeah, mm. it's just it's a real shame, but. But uh, I think we should probably move on. I don't know how long we're talking about the issues, but I think the overall thought is that it just cannot happen again. And but 
you know, a lot of the damage has um, already been done, I'm afraid. But uh, anyway, we'll just have to wait and see what happens at Best in the World in June. So they've got, you know, what, about four, four or five weeks or something to um, redesign their entire website or whatever they need to do <laughs> to get it to work or something. Or, or let ROH World stream it. I'm sure we'd do a great job. <laughs> we couldn't do any worse, could we, really? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so the show itself... <laughs> Good point. <laughs> <laughs> the show itself, once people got around to seeing it, um, began with Eddie Edwards taking on Rhino, which was a um, strange choice for the opener, in my opinion. But um, I think I said before, I'm not the biggest Rhino fan. And this match, I thought, was was okay. It was decent. I mean, I've got nothing horrible to say about it, but nothing you know, fantastic to say about it either. I mean, what do you two think? Do you share that opinion? Yeah, it was a good match. I actually really enjoyed it. I mean, oh, it's just I, me, think, then. <laughs> I think me and John are probably going to like it just because we both quite like Rhino. I don't yeah. know if it's your, your hate for Rhino. That's, <laughs> that's, I wouldn't uh... call it hate for Rhino. <laughs> no, I, I, as, as you said, I thought it was a bit of a strange decision for the first match, but I think it actually worked out to be really good. It was you know, quite a face, you know, fast-paced match considering you know uh, the, the, the guys involved. And I, I thought it was a really great match. I mean... Um, Edwards was, you know, it was was great. I think, I think against sort of, you know, Rhino who was using, you know, the, his brawling sort of uh, technique, and um, you know, Edwards was using a lot of uh, sort of sort of more high flying moves. And I think that that worked well because obviously, uh, you know, Rhino's much the bigger man. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a, a really really fun match. Uh, it was it was good to see Edwards sort of getting, you know, changing things up a bit. I, I think we spoke about it with. You know, Davey and the, the world title recently that he's, you know, he's been getting much better his reign because he's just been wrestling different people. And I think Edwards again showed that when he's giving you new opponents and fresh things to do, that he can really, you know, entertain people. And, mm. and the fans really got behind him as well. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, who they put him up with next because uh, I thought it was, uh, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was a really good match actually, to be honest. John, yeah, I did too. I mean, it made. It still made Rhino look good because it took kind of like a fluky pin from Edwards to get the win. But, you know, a win over Rhino is going to do a lot of good for Edwards. He's kind of been, uh, not lost in the shuffle, but kind of floating around ever since uh, his feud with Davey ended. He hasn't really been doing too much of note, so maybe this can get him back on the right track. And after after the match has been announced for this weekend's TV tapings, it looks like he's definitely on the right track. But... uh, yeah, I thought it was a good. It was a weird choice for opener, but I thought it worked pretty well. I mean, it was a good, solid match, and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, for those who didn't see the um, show, Edwards got the win in the end with a quick roll up. When um, I believe Martini went to hit Edwards with the book of truth, but Edwards duck, ducked, and uh, he almost hit Rhino with the book, but um, he managed to stop. And while he was distracted with Martini, Edwards then rolled him up for the uh, three count. Um, I think anything else to share about uh, you know this match going forward, or um, shall I just move on to the next one? No, as, as John said, I think it showed Ryan off you know, really well. Again, it, he's a sort of guy that doesn't really necessarily need to win very many matches because he just you know he just looks like a monster. And I think you know he's a kind of guy that he'll you know the fans just love seeing that kind of uh, wrestler because he he offers something a bit different. I think and. I just can't wait until we get the you know eventual Elgin and Rhino match because that should be just incredible. <laughs> yeah, but it could be. When I hear that, it sounds like it could be either really good or really awful. Like the, it'll either be like a really slow clash or it'll be really good. So it'll be interesting to. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Elgin's had a bad match so far. So That's I, true. I, I, yeah, I think they'll work really well together. Well together. It seems like they're both kind of 
pretty much similar in what they do. So I think Elgin and uh, and uh, Rhino would be a really good match. I'm hoping we see it sometime soon. Yeah, hopefully Ring of Honor will just stop with the teases and actually, you know, do something with the whole House of Truth angle because they don't want to drag it on too long. Even though I did like the uh, post-match stuff for the Rhino and Martini where Rhino is going to beat him up and Martini just gave him a whole bunch of cash. <laughs> and Rhino just put it in his trunks and I was like, I, I hope Rhino just wears that like all the time and just carries his money around. <laughs> <laughs> when he buys his shop and he just sticks it down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, the next match on the card was what I, I think we all thought was going to be the opener. It was uh, a six-man tag match with the Ornock Express teaming up with TJ Perkins to take on um, the Young Bucks and Mike Commando. Um, I thought this was a, a fantastic match. It was probably even better than I thought it was going to be. I think all, all six guys were, you know, fantastic. And, uh, you know, even Mondo, we were talking about last week, how much he's improved. And, he, you know, he did show that in this match with... Uh, you know, a great showing for his um, iPay-Per-View debut. And, uh, yeah, I just thought it was a, a really great match. And uh, perhaps it was good that this wasn't opener because any match, you know, trying to follow that would uh, have a bit of a tough job, in my opinion. But, um, you know, John, what do you think of this one? I thought it ended up being a really good match. It was kind of sloppy to start because I don't think either two of these teams have ever teamed together like this before in a six-man match. So there was some kind of sloppiness to begin with. Especially with the when they, the Bucks and Mondo tried to do that triple drop kick, to one of them yeah, like that went horribly wrong. Yeah. Missed it. But uh, but uh, it seemed like once the match kind of broke down and they stopped worrying about the tags, it really picked up. Became a really really good match. Mm. It, was, it was a lot of fun. I was surprised that uh, they got the pin on one of the Bucks. I, I was pretty sure like I would have bet money that Mondo was going to be the fall guy in the match, Mondo or TJP. But it was a nice surprise to see. Uh, one of the bucks get the pin or get pinned, and you know, just down the stretch, there was a lot of high fine action, a lot of fun spots, and it was just a ended up being a really good fun match. And like you said, it probably good thing it wasn't the opener because because it had been kind of you know got the crowd hot to begin with, and you know they'd have been dead for the next match. I think the mm-hmm. way the show, I think the show was just from start to finish a really consistent uh, show with like there there was there's no bad matches on the show. I'm pretty sure we'll talk about this at the end, but it. it the whole show from start to finish was just fun, easy to sit through, and, you know, it was a really good show, but, you know, the first two matches kind of set the pace for everything, and I think this match was just a really good, fun match. Mm. Steven? Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, I think it was, it was it was surprising how good this was. I mean, looking at it, I, I expected it to be a, a pretty decent match, but it ended, you know, ended being a really good one, I think, especially towards the end, I think every, it just sort of got a bit chaotic, uh, you know, I think all the best sort of six-man matches do get a bit chaotic towards the end, and everyone sort of just gets involved and it becomes sort of a, a free-for-all. And that was, uh, it was really enjoyable. I mean, I was, uh, I was pleased to see Mondo and Perkins get, you know, get a lot of time as well to, you know, mm. get involved and do their stuff. Because obviously it was mainly, you know, NX and Buck sort of continuing their feud. So uh, it was good to see, as I said, uh, TJP and, and Mondo doing, doing really well. I'm, I'm continually impressed by Mondo. I think he's. You know he's he's continuing uh, his really good form recently, so um, I think he'd add something a bit different to you know to to what the guys bring on the roster, which is always you know a, a positive. And um, I like the finish as well. I thought it was uh, really cool how they all sort of uh, you know got involved in it. And um, what was the finish for people who didn't see it? It was the blockbuster, um, like the springboard blockbuster that Anix do, and then TJB hit a 450 splash on. I believe it was Matt. 
Jackson. It's the dark-headed Jackson, whichever one. Yeah, Matt Jackson. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I really enjoyed it, and uh, say watching it back, it was. Uh, I should imagine it would have been really good, as as John said. They they seem to sort of pace this card really well. I mean, um, I think having that first, and then the Edwards and Rhino match after might have might have been the you know a, a, a bit strange. So it was mm. it was good that they went the way they did, and um, obviously watching it back, you don't really get that sort of because you sort of you know fast forward and going back and going to the right place where you sort of left off sort of thing. So. Um, you don't you don't really see that sort of um, you know sort of thing when you're watching a replay, but um, I, I'm glad that they put this match second and that they gave them you know enough time to sort of uh, get everything in. It was a you know enjoyable match and interesting to see where the books go from here as well. I think we've discussed in the past that they seem to be sort of uh, getting the the silent treatment a bit, don't they? The uh, with obviously them not signing contracts. So the generic treatment, as we called it. Yeah, the generic treatment. So. Yeah, interesting where they go from here. I mean, I don't know if they'll set up another books and ANX match. I, might, I think it might be a bit soon for another match between those two teams. So, mm. um, yeah, interesting to see where they go. And there's two things, though, about this match. Or one thing about this match, one thing in general. The only thing I was disappointed about in this match is Mondo didn't try to eat anybody's eye. That was disappointing. <laughs> no, I don't think we want to see that again. <laughs> but uh, before the match, or before most matches, they had a, a video recap of everything that led up to the feud. And I'm not sure about in the live stream, obviously, because I didn't really get to see much of it. But uh, during the replay, th- those worked really well. Like those worked really good. Like they uh, really, I thought, did a good job of help explaining why the match was happening. I'm, and I was really impressed by a lot of on the production side, like the replays and the video packages, and just the camera work in general. Because usually during IP reviews, they miss a ton of spots. Even on mm. the TV show, they miss miss a lot of spots, which I find really weird. But yeah. There was a, maybe two or three spots where the camera, you know, missed us something. But um, you were saying about the replays and the video packages. They did mess up a few times during the um, live feed. Um, I think the one you're talking about here with, you know, ANX talking before their match, that was completely out of sync. Um, and then there was some, I can't remember precisely, but there was definitely some replays where, like, the replay was going on the screen and you could sort of, the audio was it was messed up. I can't remember exactly what, but the audio wasn't right. So there's a couple of replay botches, but not many people actually saw it live anyway. So that won't matter. Yeah. And there, there was one time I think it was the main event where I think someone ran into like, the cameraman and the camera's really blurry and they were like, no, the, the camera's been knocked out of focus. I think <laughs> was that the Champa match or no, was it the Rhino match? It might have been the opener. Actually. Oh, was it? I think it might have been the opener. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I, I know it's one of the ones I watched back on replay, but yeah, there's and it was really blurry for ages, and they it was just quite funny. <laughs> mm. But uh, yeah, we'll move on with the card. The next match was um, a surprising, surprising result. Um, Jay Lethal ended the uh, over one year undefeated streak of Tommaso Ciampa when he hit uh, sort of a, a lethal combination, but he did the backbreaker part ten times just to make sure it was enough to defeat him. But um, I don't know what to say. I mean, I was just shocked. I mean, <sighs> Lethal shouldn't have been the one to end the streak, really. I mean, Stephen, what do you think of this? Oh, no, before we get on about that, what do you think of the match, actually? Because I thought this match was really good, and it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be, you know, coming off the 10th anniversary. But, Stephen, what do you think of the match? Yeah, the match was um, a vast improvement on the, the match at the 10th anniversary. I thought it was 
uh, really fun match. I think it it showed off Champa, you know, really well. Mm. And I think it proved that Champa can, you know, have the sort of longer matches and you know. Could it be Champa's best match? Would you say? I would say that, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. fantastic match. Yeah, I think that the only sort of dis- disappointment with Champ so far is that he hasn't, you know, been in many sort of high-profile matches. But I suppose that you know that's not his fault. It's who he gets paid up, you know, paid up against. So um, it's disappointing that they've ended the streak before he could really get a lot of sort of credible victories under under his belt to really sort of uh, you know make the streak something sort of you know even more important. Because if, I think even though he had the streak, I don't think. They, they, they didn't make a massive sort of deal out of it, did they? It wasn't no, really a lot of his of... wins were against, you know, enhancement guys, jobbers, basically, weren't enhancement they? Enhancement talent. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed the match. I thought it was, as you say, Champa's probably his, his best match to date. I think, uh, you know, he did really well. I think they're, they're really getting over his sort of, uh, you know, sort of psychopath, sort of new character. He's uh, with his epic beard. I thought that was brilliant. Um, oh, God, that beard was horrible. <laughs> it's almost as bad as his trunks, to be honest. But, yeah, those trunks were awful, really bad. Yeah, but yeah, it was a really good match, and I was a bit, as you said, I was a bit surprised that Lethal won. I don't really. Lethal doesn't really... need the the rub, does he? Doesn't no, need to he doesn't end Champa's mean... streak. I mean, I I always thought that it should have been when Champa was challenging for a belt that he should have, you know, he should have been undefeated for so long. You know, challenge for some sort of belt, whether it's the TV or the world, and be like, "Oh, he's undefeated. I was, I was the champion going to beat him." And then, you know, then would be a good time to lose. But I don't know. It just lethal shouldn't have been the guy to win. And I mean, unless they're going to do the thing I said, where they'll pretend just keep going on about oh, he's undefeated in America. He just had that one loss in Canada. But I think they actually might do that. <laughs> I really hope they don't. They seem, they seem to take all our bad ideas. Like I said on last week's podcast, that. I have a really, really awful feeling that Art and Benjamin are going to win the tag titles. They took that one. They took your um, <laughs> Champa undefeated in America. So just don't say any more rubbish ideas, and then hopefully they'll stick up, you know, stay away from them. <laughs> John, I think this potentially opens up more opportunities for Champa because if he, because the undefeated streak was kind of not really handcuffed him, but kind of kept him from doing more on the shows than what he was doing. I suppose, yeah, because I suppose they couldn't put him against the big names because they didn't want him to, you know, beat all the top guys. Yeah, because now he can, you know, maybe have a, those competitive matches against people like the David Richards now that he's not going to have, you know, title matches every show, obviously. And, you know, he can go against like, the bigger name people on the show and have competitive matches and not, you know, and they'll be free to put, put him in there without having to, you know, protect his winning streak or, you know, or, you know, kind of sacrifice somebody else's momentum to keep the streak alive. So I think, you know, in the long run, it's going to be better off. But mm. I kind of think him losing made sense in the storyline as well because he kind of has been screwing lethal over at every chance he got for really no reason as of the last couple <laughs> weeks. But, you know, and it was, you know, lethal finally got his revenge on the person that cost him his TV title. So, so storyline wise, it made sense. But, you know, I, I was still shocked to see him lose, and it was, you know, it was a fantastic match. I, their match at a the tenth anniversary show was really disappointing because you knew from the start basically this is going to be another Jay Lethal TV title time limit draw. <laughs> but you know, so you know, in that match they just kind of went through the motions and kind of didn't give too much away. But this match, they pretty much went at it the entire time, like you know, full speed, and it was. Just a really good match. I, mm. Yeah, I definitely really impressed. Champ, I really like Champa's aggressiveness he's been showing lately. 
like his ruthlessness and like like you said like his new character kind of being like a psychopath was you know I'm, I'm really starting to get into him after you know not liking him for quite a while and lethal is always solid and the crowd again here was was hot like the entire match it was it's, i loved this crowd they were really good yeah they were yeah definitely and I, I like this. I like the uh, brawling around the outside of the ring where, what was it? They, I think it was this match where. Lee yeah, the se- section C. Yeah, section C. Yeah, section C. yeah but, that's, uh, that was quite funny. That was. But yeah, I I really enjoyed this. Another really good match on this show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, moving on. The next match was uh, Lance Storm defeating Mike Bennett. Um, the end of the match saw um, St- Bennett go to use a chair on Storm while uh, Brutal Bob had the referee distracted. Um, Storm then countered, used the chair for himself, and then uh, hit the super kick on Bennett for the win. Um, I thought this was a you know another good match, which is like a reoccurring theme of this um, pay per view for sure. I mean, uh, I don't think we've been this positive on a show for a for a long time really, but um, yeah, I thought it was a. A very good match. I wouldn't say it was as good as the Showdown the Sun one, but um, I, I did really enjoy it. I've got nothing really sort of bad to say about it, to be honest. I mean, I thought it was great that you know Storm did get the win in Toronto. Good uh, feel good moment for him, and uh, the fact that he didn't win clean, you know, gives Bennett, you know, he doesn't lose that much momentum because he can say, oh, you know, I doubt they're going to do a rematch, but you know, on TV he can keep saying that you know Storm had to cheat to beat him, and uh, he's he's the better man, etc. But um, you know, Stephen, what did you think? Yeah, as you said, the, I thought the finish was was really clever. As you say, you know, it doesn't doesn't harm Bennett. He can just sort of say, you know, he had to use a, a chair to beat me. Um, I, I think it was clever to give the you know Storm the win, especially in you know his more or less his own you know his own backyard. I thought the uh, reaction he got, um, you know, and especially as he, after he won the match, thought was was really good. So I think that was the right decision. Um, in terms of the match, again, it was another you know really uh, really entertaining match. I, I, as you said, I'm not really sure it's it was just you know just as good as the um, showing in the sun match, but it you know saying that it wasn't you know it wasn't a bad match by any means. It was uh, another you know really uh, entertaining match. I think Storm again showed you know I don't know how is, it, is he forty two is it? Is his age seemed to change quite a lot during this match. He started off forty two, then he went forty three, and then they just said forty something. So I'm <laughs> yeah, not I mean, too sure how old he actually is. Well, for his age, I think you know some of the stuff he does is he's quite incredible, really. So. Uh, um, yeah, once again, a great uh, performance from Storm. You know, I, I wouldn't really be against seeing him again. You know, in the no, future somewhere, no, no. maybe not against Bennett again. I think they've sort of exhausted that. But you know, maybe bring him back. You know, uh, in the future for another one-shot deal or something. I think, you know, I think he's shown that he's still got it and he's still you know passionate about about the business. So I think that's always uh, always a good sign when you bring in you know veterans. So um, and I think you know again Bennett shows that when he's put in you know with the, the right competition given. You know enough license to go out there. He can he can deliver a really you know really good match. I think yeah. he's he's uh, as you know as I've said I think before that his his character is probably one of the best in Ring Run at the moment. I think he's you know um, character wise he's I think he's got it sort of nailed nailed down really. I think in in the ring he you know I think he could improve a bit, but I don't think he's you know bad by any means. I think uh, he's he's definitely improving and he's, he's you know slowly climbing sort of up the card I think and into people's you know, into people's minds. I think the people who are sort of, you know, saying they won't want to see Bennett again in Ring of Honor and sort of hoping he'd, you know, go away. I think they're starting to sit up and take, take notice of Bennett now. And, uh, uh, you know, he's, he's really come on the last few months. I think these these two matches against Storm have really, really helped him with that. Mm. So, 
it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes from from this. You know, maybe into TV title contention, maybe. Um, yeah, I suppose it'll be hard to work Ronnie, him in with. Yeah, yeah, so it'd be hard to work him in with Strong, but you know, but maybe. Um, I know he's facing. Is it? I know he's he's facing Edwards on TV, isn't he? I think. Um, Again, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be interesting to see. You know, it'd be a massive win for him if he can beat Eddie. So, uh, yeah, um, another great match, I think, uh, to continue the uh, the trend. Mm. Uh, John, any thoughts on the this match? Oh, uh, what he said. <laughs> okay, okay, well done there, uh, Shelton. But um, <laughs> the next match was the uh, they called it. It was billed as the Battle of the Breakout Stars between Adam Cole and uh, Michael Elgin and. Uh, once I think this is going to be a very repetitive podcast, but once again another fantastic match that I really enjoyed. And uh, you know, on paper, you knew these two guys were going to deliver a great match, and uh, that's exactly what they did. I thought um, some of the spots, you know, Elgin just every single time just seems to come up with something innovative and just leaves you, leaves you like amazed. And I think it was a spot where he, he did uh, Cole did like a suicide dive, but Cole. Um, Elgin just sort of caught him and did like a power slam on the outside. And, uh, you know, McGuinness informed us that if he, if he did that to a baby, you'd go to uh, prison. <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was good for him to uh, let us know about that, just in case we're thinking of doing it. But um, <laughs> And there was another, I think it was like a deadlift falcon arrow from the top right. Oh, that was, that was incredible. Where he just, I think Elgin was sort of stood on the, no, sorry, Cole was stood on the apron and uh, Elgin was... In the like on the middle rope, and he just sort of deadlifted him up in the air, and then turned around, did the falcon arrow in the ring, and that was just incredible. And uh, yeah, I mean, another fantastic match, and uh, it just shows how good both of these guys are. And um, Stephen, what, what did you think? Yeah, I think much what you said. I mean, you said it's becoming a bit re- bit repetitive that we're saying you know all these matches were were good, but you know that, that that's what they were, really. I mean, uh, again, I think. Both of these guys have been brilliantly the last sort of six months or so, um, and I think especially Algin, you know, Algin, I think he's definitely up there now. He's easily can sort of go into the in the main event picture. I think, as I said earlier, consistently, you know, he's given great matches. I don't think he's had a bad match in, in Ring of Honor, to be honest. Uh, you know, his his matches are ones I always look forward to. You know, you always get something different from Algin, even though. You know, he's. You look at him, and he just. You just think, you know, he's going to be one of those power sort of wrestlers that just, you know, he's closed lines and power slams and doesn't really do much. But, you know, he's very athletic for his size, and he, he comes up with sort of innovative, yeah, innovative stuff all the time, especially against, you know, lighter guys against someone like Adam Cole. Um, and I thought Cole did really well as well, actually. Uh, you mm. know, the way they they put the match together, you know, he was sort of constantly fighting back and wouldn't sort of. Uh, you know, die against Elgin's. That 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 really that really helped him. You know, even though he didn't pick up the win, I don't think, you know, he's uh, sort of, you know, he, he he still benefited from this match, even though he didn't win. Which yeah, was the, the smart thing to do. I think both of them, you know, are, are great young prospects. You know, they'll be in the main event picture soon enough. Um, so yeah, another really really interesting match and uh, one that turned out to be really good. Yeah, uh, John, anything to add? Yeah, just pretty much echo what y'all said. Um, for those who got to see this show, it was a great show, and this you know just continued that trend of good matches. Michael Elgin is just a beast, is what he is. He's just a just a just a powerhouse, and just basically just a freak. He's he's the new Scott Steiner. He's a freak. So <laughs> this is promos aren't like Steiner's, but uh... unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, 
it's just amazing to see what he can do like in any match. And this was just like a perfect power versus speed match, and they just built it up perfectly. And just the, some of the stuff they did, like the suicide dive into the power slam and the Falcon Arrow, and just some of Cole's, like he did like a this crazy kind of tilt a world tornado DDT type thing at one point. Mm, yeah. And it was just just a fantastic match. And you know, these these two guys are the future of Ring of Honor and For sure, definitely. It's a it's a bright future if this is the kind of matches we had to look forward to. <laughs> uh yeah, so um yeah, another, you know, fantastic match and uh, I think we'll um move on to the card. We've got the um the three title matches left to uh you know, quickly run through and discuss. Um the first one was for the TV title as Roderick Strong successfully defended against um, Fit Finley. Um, now, to be honest with you, this was probably my least favourite match on the card, mainly because I think just sort of the style they were wrestling um, isn't really my kind of thing. I can I know a lot of people do like that sort of slower, you know, technical sort of style of match, but it really isn't my thing, so... You know, I wouldn't say it was awful, but it's not really something I honestly enjoy or would want. But, um, you know, John, I mean, is this your style of match? Do you enjoy it? Um, Like, I enjoyed the match, but I can't say it wasn't disappointing. I expected... It wasn't the match I expected to get out of these two, I guess. Because hmm. going into this match, I was expecting kind of like a hard-hitting, just brutal strikes kind of brawl. Where you know they both just pretty much destroyed each other with, with I guess their strikes and everything. But not really what we got. We've got more of a uh, technical match, a slow, more of a slower pace match. And I'm not, it, it's not really. Um, it's, I guess I do enjoy that style, but it just wasn't what I expected. So this is probably also my least favorite match. Of the show too, which is dis- which is you know a major disappointment, especially when you have somebody, you know like Roderick Strong and Finley in the ring. You, you expect pretty much greatness out of him, and that's not really what we got at all. Mm. Stephen, um, uh, basically what you two said, really. I think this it it was a good match. I mean, I think it started off really well, but it just seemed to fade out. I think um, again, as John said, I think it was a bit disappointing. I don't really know. What you know? What was wrong with it? Really, it just it, it felt like they were being sort of held back from doing certain things. And I mean, I don't know if they're going to do a rematch down the line somewhere, but um, it, it it just felt like they were sort of holding something back, and they weren't just going out there and you know wrestling to their sort of you know full potential. I think you know these two could have put on a, a really really great match, but um, uh, yeah, it, it it felt like they were they were being restrained somewhat, um, which was a shame because. You know, as I said, he started out really well, but then he just it sort of went a bit slow, I think, in the middle. And then I thought the ending was a bit strange as well. It just seemed to come out of nowhere, really. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, I got that feeling as well. It just was when he had when he finished, he was like, "Oh, I didn't expect that to finish there." Yeah. So, um, I think overall it was it was it was good, but I think it it could have been a lot better, which is a shame because both of these guys were you know I was really looking forward to that one, and it was yeah it was a bit disappointing. I'd probably say it was. Well, I say it was the worst match of the uh, the show. I mean, even though it, you know, even though I'm saying it's the worst, it was still a good match. So I suppose that tells yeah. you how, yeah, how good the show was, really. Exactly. Um, speaking of bad things, is that <laughs> my failed attempt at the segue into <laughs> the uh, tag team title match? Which the match itself wasn't bad. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, but um, we'll get to what was bad in a second. But 
I thought the match itself up until the last, you know, what, 30 seconds or something was probably the best match that these, you know, these teams have put on against each other. And, uh, you know, I, I originally thought, you know, it's going to be the end of the feud. Yeah, this is a good match, good way to end the feud. But then the finish happened. Um, let's talk about the match first before we get on to the finish. Because, uh, Stephen, I know you haven't had a chance to see this match yet. But, you know, John, what do you think of the tag title match? Up until the last 10 seconds of this match, I thought it was a really, really, really good match. Like you said, probably the best match these two teams have had together, at least since their match at the uh, ninth anniversary show, or when they had their first match together. Yeah. It was easily their best match since then. And is it just me, or is every time Ring of Honor and Toronto, the Briscoes tease about at least one of them not being able to make the show? I remember they did that at Death Before Dishonor 8 went against the Kings of Wrestling. They all night they kept on saying how the Briscoes weren't there before making the surprise entrance. And they did it again here. But this, <laughs> is, this was hilarious with uh, Mark Briscoe coming through the crowd wearing the hockey hockey uniform. And <laughs> I just thought, I, I thought that was so funny. And probably one of my new favorite moves in wrestling is when uh, Mark Briscoe does that little walk across the ropes before hitting. Oh, that is, so, that is hilarious. <laughs> Doing a little dance across the middle rope to go and do an elbow drop. That's just, it's so, it's so stupid, but it's so funny. But yeah, I thought this was a good match. There's that that one, I can't remember how he went through the table, but when Mark Briscoe got pretty much destroyed through the table on the outside from the ring, mm. oh, that was just insane. And like, there were some good spots. There was, it was good action up until the very end. And it was probably the worst ending to a match I have seen <laughs> in a long time. It was one of those you watch, you're like, are they really doing this? This can't really be what they're doing. They just did that. I can't believe they just did something like that. So, for those who perhaps haven't read the results, I bet they're thinking, what the hell could Ring of Honor have done? Um, Stephen, why didn't you explain it? I'll give you that honour. Um, as you said, I've not really had a chance to see this one. Oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> Maybe I'll ask John. John. No, I've, I've seen, I saw the finish. I mean, oh, I literally okay. Okay. managed to get skip to the point just where Charlie Haas was, uh, grabbed some sort of rag and started spraying it with some sort of can. Um he then proceeded to go in the ring. I think Mike Briscoe was already down. And then he sort of just smothered him with this, this rag of doom. Um, <laughs> Mike Briscoe would just sort of... I mean, John Haas did it for about three seconds. It wasn't even for an extended period of time. He did it for about three seconds. Then pinned him and, and they won. Basically. Yeah, so the Ring of Honor tag titles changed hands via that whatever you'd call that apparently it was ether apparently. yes uh, it, it got passed to um bobby cruz and then he got passed to kevin kelly who seemed to have an allergic reaction to it um, yes there was some awful acting by just, everyone involved just touching the can <laughs> just made <laughs> it even kelly kelly went in the crowd can you smell this i saw someone on the forum that apparently they were one of the people that kevin kelly went you smelling this can you smell this and apparently it was just wd-40 or something like that um, no, but... because they just put black duct tape around the bottle, and you can still see <laughs> that top of the logo. Yeah, to cover the brand. Yeah, but it's just awful. It really is, and yeah, as Steve said, that awful acting from Kevin Kelly in the ring announcer just added to how bad it all was. And like, oh, McGinnis was... sort of just like no sold it as well. McGinnis was just sitting there like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, McGinnis was just like, "I can't believe something like this would happen." Everyone's <laughs> like choking and everything, and McGinnis is somehow. <laughs> Perfectly fine to talk. Maybe it's just British people. Maybe British people aren't allergic to it. Maybe we're yeah, just we're immune to that lethal gas, whatever it is. But uh, me, this isn't 
something tells me Hoss has done something similar to that to women in the past to get <laughs> Yeah, seemed to know what he was doing, didn't he? So <laughs> it went way too smoothly for him to not have done that before. <laughs> but um does this mean that this feud is continuing? Because that would yes. be dreadful. The problem the problem with the so problem with the, the finish was well, apart from it being terrible was that it <laughs> As you say, because it's a screw, screwy finish that the Briscoes are going to get, a, are going to get a rematch because you get a rematch anyway. Well, with, they've you know, said, no, they said this is the last time they're fighting for the belt, so they can't do that. But the Briscoes surely can't. There's, there's, there's no way that then, two teams are going to wrestle again at some point. But no one wants to see that, and hopefully, Ring of Honor. Really... Well, no, no one wants to see it. No one wants to see Charlie Haas sort of strangling people with cloths covered in ether. But Doesn't that's what The only thing, the only way this could turn out to be good is that. Uh, you know, the next show or the next TV taping or next pay-per-view, whatever, Haas and Benjamin lifted the belts to A and X. And that was it. They were just transitional champions because they didn't want, you know, A and X facing the Briscoes because they're both faces. They wanted, you know, to get the belts on A and X. And perhaps that was always the plan. Who knows? Because, you know, Rhett got injured, so that might have delayed things. But that can be, in my opinion, the only way that this turns out to be even slightly good. That it just gets the belts onto ANX. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not Ring of Honor aren't sort of known for having transitional champions. Are they? I mean, I think that sort of devalues the belts, and that's. Well, I think you know, he's in a can of spray, sort of devalues the belts. Yeah, I suppose, it, I suppose it does. But I mean, what I understand in like fights without honor and everything, or hardcore matches, everything's legal, right? Mm. Why don't I don't understand how stuff like this hasn't happened a whole lot more often doing like illegal things to win the match since everything's legal like why don't you just bring a gun and shoot the other person to win the match like i've never like i've seen a match before where they start throwing rocks at each other like why don't you just kind of stuff like that more often like it what what i found strange is that kevin kelly were talking about there's no honor in that or something but it's a fight without honor match so (laughs) they can do whatever they want that's the whole point of the gimmick but yeah. When you start making Kevin Kelly cough, that's when you cross the line. Dreadful finish. <laughs> Dreadful finish. And hopefully this match... Some people are saying Ladder War 4 or something. Uh, uh, no. It, it, not the, thing, the thing with this this whole feud is that it's yeah, not even been... Good. It doesn't need this sort of... It, it was all based on one chair shot. <laughs> and then it was just another another few chair shots that just kept the feud going. I mean... Even though they've both been saying how much they hate each other, it hasn't really come over. I don't think that these two really do hate each other. It, it just all of it's just it, been it so... has been really, really, really bad, and it's one of the worst feuds I can remember in recent memory of wrestling. I don't know. Yeah, one chair shot has sparked this feud. Just imagine the feud between Lance Storm and Mike Bennett now. Oh. Wow, that's what brutal Bob's getting in the ring. He's he's, he's going to take on Storm. <laughs> Everyone's going to get involved. Um, anything else to say about this? You know. Going forward, I mean, Wrestling's Great Tag Team are champs again. Do you think we'll get a best of Wrestling's Great Tag Team Volume Two DVD? Oh, definitely. I can only hope so. Just for the uh, just for the awesome cover. Maybe you get a free rag with it and free uh, can of eater. Yeah. yeah. So you can perform the Charlie that's what they Hart start selling, That's what they're going to do. They're going to start selling that as merchandise. The uh, Wrestling yeah. Great Tag Team rally rag. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Um, yeah, I think that wraps up the um, the tag match and uh, the awful ending. But let's get on to a match that had a good ending and that could have had an awful one, as the way we were predicting some things. But um, Kevin Steen defeated Davy Richards to become the uh, 
brand new Ring of Honor World Champion when he hit the uh, package power driver to uh, get the win. And, uh, you know, this is the the match we've been waiting for for so long. And, uh, Stephen, you know, what did you think after all this sort of months of build and hype? I think, I think it really uh, it really delivered. I think the, the match itself was was terrific. I think all the action they managed to get in was, was great. The, the little sort of stories they... You know, got involved in the match was really good. Obviously, with Steam sort of injuring his uh, his leg, and then yeah. sort of teasing they won't be able to hit the the pile driver when it it looked like only the pile you know the package pile driver would would defeat Dave. I think I think that was a nice little touch, and I think Dave at one point hit the DR driver as well. Yeah, he did. Of, yeah. If, I think Kelly was like, it's the first time he's used it for years. But I, yeah, I think it's the first time anything besides kick somebody in years. <laughs> <laughs> I think that has. Uh, I don't think he's been years since he's used it, but yeah, he, he has been quite a while. Um, and, and you know, towards the end, when you know Richards was sort of hitting the kicks, and it looked like it was all over, I think there was there, there were little bits, you know, involved in the match that really you know made it even more sort of dramatic. Which I think that were, they were really well done. So mm. uh, yeah, that was really good. And you know, the match itself, it was just uh, you know, it was just really great to see. I mean, uh, the finish was, it was in, it was I don't know, it was just, it's that it's just, sleeper suplex was insane that he hit yeah, on Davey. Yeah, I mean the finish was was good. I, th- I think it was a bit of an anticlimax that Cornette wasn't there. I mean, I know they said that he was wasn't allowed into Canada or something. But I thought that was some kind of like work. Apparently, he actually wasn't allowed into Canada. So <laughs> um, I, I just think it would, you know, I think if if you're going to have a you know the storyline as big as this, I mean, Cornette was quite a big part of that storyline. To have sort of the payoff happen and him not even be there was a bit. You know, a bit strange. Obviously, they couldn't have helped that. So uh, that's I'm been kind really. I'm glad kicking. he wasn't there. That way, we because we got a fairly clean finish. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just afraid. You know, if Cornette was there, they would have completely overbooked it and made it a giant mess at the end. So maybe it actually might have worked out better that he wasn't there. Even though, he was, like you said, it's kind of yeah. anti. Like got there all the build that he wasn't there. It's still like a. It's still, you know, probably better. Might have been better off that he wasn't. But I thought this match was pretty much. Perfect, you know it was you know it wasn't you know the best match I've ever seen, but just the way they built up everything, built up perfectly to the finish, it mm-hmm. all made sense. Like unlike some you know David Richards matches in the past where things just happen and then more things happen, then other stuff kind of happens. No, yeah, there's a great story and great sort of psychology in the match. And this match, you know, had a perfect story of uh, you know Steen being you know being allowed to package power driver going after it immediately. Mm-hmm. Other than the first like minute of the match, and then you know, kind of teasing it throughout the match, before finally being able to hit it for the win. I just thought, I just thought this match built up perfectly, and you know, there's some good, good, really good spots throughout. Like the, uh, like you said, the sleeper suplex was crazy. Mm-hmm. The exploder suplex on the apron was by uh, Davy was really crazy. There was a uh, power bombs down to the uh, ring post or the ring. Uh, yeah, ring. yeah, two of them on the aprons. Oh, uh, uh, that has to be like that's like the one move every time I see it. This makes me cringe. Like it's mm. just, this looks so painful. But yeah, the ending when Richards hits the kicks, then they kind of exchange like the uh, the uh, sharpshooter and the ankle lock. You know, I was I was really afraid that Dean was gonna tap. Like I was just like, no, please don't let this end like <laughs> this. And then when he rolled in, then he uh, rolled into the ankle lock and he kind of pulled the turnbuckle off. The uh, or the padding off the turnbuckle and sent Richards head first into it, then hit the package pile driver. I just thought that was a really great way to end it because it wasn't, you know, 100% clean, but it was, you know, clean enough to kind of be a really great way to win the match and win the and win the title. And I thought like a lot of the post match stuff with Kerry Silken was really good too. Yeah, he didn't want to hand the belt to him, which he had done with 
in all the other new champions when they've won the belt. But yeah, um, after the match as well, I mean, I suppose, I don't know if I shared what my opinions on the match, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good and it, you know, completely delivered, didn't disappoint at all. You know, it had a nice, clean finish. It wasn't overbooked at all. And, um, you know, we were worried that, you know, they weren't going to give Steen the belt and they were going to drag it on. Stephen, you were always saying it was going to be dragged on until final battle. I'm glad they didn't listen to you. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, they listened to my heart and Benjamin. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah, perfect time to give Steen the belt. You know, it was a great moment in Canada for him to finally win the belt. And uh, slightly disappointed that Richards' end, uh, reign sorry, ended just as it was getting good. But, you know, I'm just glad that Steen is champion. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens next. Um, one thing I wasn't too keen on was that post-match, um, Carino went in the ring and sort of, you know, gave um, Steen a hug when he was celebrating with Jacobs after winning the belt. Um not sure why this is going to lead. Perhaps they're going to be a sort of a team, a faction, the three of them, or if it's just a, a one-off. I don't know. It's yet to be seen. But um, any thoughts to share on that? No, I mean, I'm glad Carino's getting involved. I think Carino's a really good guy to have around. I mean, promo-wise, he's probably one of the best, uh, you know, best ring runner has. So, um, and he, even in staying the ring, he's, he's, you know, he can still deliver a decent match. So. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if he actually, you know, they do get him and Jacobs involved somehow. Maybe, you know, have them a few, give them a few tag team matches or something. Uh, so My yeah, worry be... is that they're going to do a silly story where they're like, it was their plan all along, but it would make no sense after that match at final battle they had. So hopefully that's not what they do. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's just interesting to go see where they go, you know, going forward. And mm. it's quite funny how uh, Carino didn't say anything, mainly because he's. Microphone didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they pretended he was sat there in silence, but yeah, his mic just didn't work at all. Uh, it's quite funny, but um, is it, Kevin Kelly should have just given him his mic. I mean, I'm pretty sure would much rather all hear Green <laughs> to say than Kevin Kelly. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that wraps up the um, the review and sort of discussion of the show. I mean, if you had to give the you know a sh- the show a score out of ten, like we do with the DVD reviews, what would you you know what would you give this one? Based on the show, not the technical budgets. Based on the show itself, I would probably say about an eight out of eight or eight and a half out of ten. Mm. Steven? Um, yeah, I'd probably go eight and a half, maybe even maybe even towards nine. I mean Yeah, I'm I'm leaning towards nine out of ten. It really was, you there, know there was no you know, no match there that you wouldn't go back and, you know, watch again. I mean I mean, I've not seen the the Briscoes and Wrestlers Greatest Tag Team, but it sounds like the match itself wasn't wasn't bad. Obviously the 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 finish was a bit rubbish, but uh, you know the, the the rest of the matches, all of them were, you know, all of them were enjoyable, all of them were good matches. So I think everything seemed to play its part in, in the card. It it looked you know a really promising card before the you know before the show. I mean, it was probably one of the the strongest cards Ring of Honor have delivered in some time, and mm. it's no one really disappointed. I mean, the only match I think that maybe could have been a bit, bit better was this Roderick Strong and Finley match, but even that. As we said earlier, it wasn't you know a bad match by any stretch. It was, uh, I think it could have been a little bit better, but I mean that's just a sort of a, a minor gripe really. I mean, I think there was something for everyone in in this show. I mean there was, you know, there was the awesome main event. There was to say the the, the strong sort of uh, hard hitting uh, and technical match between Strong and Finley. You had the, the six man match early on. Um, mm, yeah. you know, Edwards and Ryan. You just there was something for everyone on this show. It was just a really really strong strong show, and I, I hope you know people as many people as possible get to see it now with the uh, you know, the replays up and you know with the DVD coming out soon 
Yeah, but, I mean, it, it is good that, you know, the card was so good on paper and we had such high expectations for it that, um, you know, it was able to deliver because the last year I remember having expectations this high was Final Battle and maybe, you know, our expectations were even higher than that. And, um, you know, we left Final Battle very disappointing, but this, I mean, was just a great show. I, I personally would give it 9 out of 10. I thought it was... It was great, and you know, if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend you know getting the DVD or watching the replay. But you know, if the replay quality doesn't improve, perhaps it'd be best just to wait for the DVD. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought great show, and uh, I'm just ashamed that all the technical issues once again are causing an pay per view problem. But um, I've heard that they are going to upload a higher quality replay when when they have it available. When they have it I mean, available, where is it? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, mean, I watched the replay earlier, and it was. The, in, the embassy have stolen it and they've got to <laughs> get it back from Prince Nana, basically. Yeah, possibly. I mean, the, the, the replay I watched it earlier and it's it's sort of the same quality that the TV show is. I mean, it's, it's watchable, but on full screen, it's a bit grainy and a bit uh, sort of pixelated. So I'll probably wait. I mean, they, they did say they were going to get it up as soon as possible. So hopefully they'll get it up, you know, maybe even tomorrow. But it's still quite a long time after, you know, after the, the show. So, uh Mm. Again, you know, as we discussed, the, the you know the streaming problems haven't been uh, haven't been very uh, you know positive. So um, let's hope that they can iron as many of them out as possible. I know they keep saying that they're gonna you know they will iron out all the problems, but I'm pretty sure they said that they will deliver the stream perfectly on on Saturday, and they didn't. So yeah, exactly. It's hard to um, you know we've been let down so many times at this point. It's hard to you know take Ring of Honor for their word actually. Yeah, it's hard to have any confidence in them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even us, you know, we're, we're such big fans. We have this website and everything. We I don't really have faith that they're gonna get you know best in the world working perfectly. But as long as my feed works again, that's that's all that matters. <laughs> but um, any sort of final thoughts to share on uh, you know what turned out to be a, a great show? Oh, uh, the be- probably one of the best parts of the show to me was that they finally struck on the iron's heart with the. Uh, changing of the titles with the, the Kevin Steen because for too many times of the past, they waited way too long for the title change, whether it be Tyler Black waiting too long or, you know, just, or, uh, just, or, you know, they usually wait way too long to give somebody the belt. And by the time they do, people just don't care anymore and kind of turn on the champion. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think they finally got it right and built it up to the perfect amount of time. And I think this is going to be the first champion in a long time. Where the fans don't, you know, kind of turn on the turn on the champion because they're sick of him. I think, you know, this is a Dean's going to have a good long title reign, and uh, I think the fans are going to be with him pretty much the entire time. Mm. Steven, any last words? No, I mean it was it was a fantastic show. I mean it was just a shame that the the problem sort of overshadowed what was you know one of the best shows in a long long time for Ring Runner in my opinion. The 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 crowd was was brilliant, you know. Canadian crowds normally really good, and it was uh, overall it was uh, you know fantastic show from uh, top to bottom. Mm. I mean, you know, the best in the world is um, you know four or five weeks away. It takes place June twenty fourth, I think. Um, I think so far they've just announced the one match between Michael Owen and Fit Finley, so that should be um, you know pretty good. I'm sure it will be. But um, what would you like to see, sort of title wise? What sort of three title matches would you like to see at Best in the World? Based on what happened at Border Wars, I think we'll probably see a rematch for the the world title. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's not much time to build up a new challenger, really, is there? No, there isn't. No. Um, in terms of the TV title, um, 
that's tough. One. Maybe maybe Adam Cole getting a shot. Um, mm, yeah. Again, there's, I, there's I think he needs the TV about, belt more than. Go on, sorry, John. I was gonna say Eddie Edwards, but I'm not sure if I want to see that match again. No, no, no. I mean, uh, it's, it's, there's no real concrete sort of standout sort of challenge at the moment. I mean, a lot of the the mid carders, you know, want a sort of a heel, aren't they? So it's only, in my opinion, there's only real really Cole. Maybe even throw TJP in for, yeah. for a yeah. match. I mean, he's... they don't like using him for actually anything meaningful, <laughs> do they? So no, that, I mean, that that would be a really good match, and you know. If, that would really, you know, hopefully give TJP a boost and give, you know, make sure that they give them, you know, some more, you know, higher, some high quality matches because, you know, he can deliver and hopefully they'll start giving him more important, uh, more important matches. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'd say him against Strong and then the tag belts. I just think we're going to get a rematch. Oh, uh, God, no. Isn't it some ANX? so defeated when you yeah, said we that. Yeah, could, we could see ANX. Cash in there. I would be surprised if we get some kind of like four-way tag match or yeah. tag match. Maybe a four-way with the you know Wrestling Greatest Tag Team against uh, ANX against the Briscoes against the Bravados. Yeah, <laughs> you love the Bravados, don't you? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Bravados are. I'm on the. I'm on the Bravado back. And back. <laughs> uh, on that note, what a great way to uh, end the show. I think. Unless John, did you? Say what you'd like to see title-wise going forward. Feuds, anything you'd like to predict or anything? Um, yeah, I'm just kind of interested to see who they're going to get to challenge Steen because I'm kind of just expecting probably Davy versus Steen at best in the world. But I'm not sure if I want to see that rematch this quickly, even though it's you know a really good match. Hmm. Yeah, we don't want it to become like you know Davy Eddie um, Strong, right? Just we see that match all the time. We don't want that again. Exactly, but I'm not sure who they could get to challenge Steen at this point. I think Maybe. they should really build up to that one. I mean, that that would make you know almost the same sort of importance as the one that's just happened. I think if they really go that, maybe even do it at final battle. You know, give it a few months sort of time to uh, you know to stew and to sort of improve. I mean, even maybe get Richards involved with you know Jacobs and Kareen. I mean, I think that they'll be getting involved in sort of Steen's business now. I think. If you're gonna have them there, that then you should really use them. And uh, mm. I think yeah, just, say, just have Richard say that it took an exposed turnbuckle and a uh, move that's you know illegal, illegal to beat him, and that Steam can't do it again. And there, you, that's a pretty good build up to another match. Yeah, but I'm not sure who I want to see go after Steam now. Now that he's finally won the belt. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I can see Davey turning heel as well. I thought he did really well as a heel. Uh, I think that was just a one-off just because of the crowd. He, he, there's no way he could have played a face when he got in that crowd. Yeah. No, I mean, even Adam Cole was getting booed because obviously Alden from Canada. But yeah. I, I honestly, I think going forward, I think Davey would probably better turn, turn in heel. I think, he, I think he's just, he comes across better as a heel, I think. Um, and I think maybe they might go down the line of, sort of um, Cornette sort of blaming Richards for losing. You know, he was saying that he asked him if he could take him, and he said yes, and he, he obviously he's lost. And I, I think Cornette I, already I could see Cornette sort of stacking the deck against um, Steen at best in the world in perhaps a, some sort of fatal four-way or a triple threat or just some sort of match that isn't in Steen's favour. Maybe, you know, put Lethal in there or Eddie or, or something. Um, you know, obviously, for this storyline to, you know, go forward with the whole Cornette thing, he's not going to want Steen to keep being champion, so he's going to try and do anything he can you know, apart from just stripping the belt from him, which 
in theory, why couldn't you just do that? But um, <laughs> <laughs> imagine how anticlimactic that would be. This week's t- next TV show, he just takes the belt off him and gives it back to Dean. This is, this is my next prediction. I wouldn't be surprised if they stripped the belt off Dean. No, just like I wasn't won't. surprised that they wouldn't give the belts to... No, they won't do that, surely. The rest of the rest is great. Why don't just give it back to Davey? Because in their secret <laughs> contract that Cornette uh, made them sign, it said that they can't use the power driver, really. Or, but Davey it, used it as well. No, what they'll do is they'll say the story on is that Davey had his fingers crossed when he said, bring the power <laughs> driver, fat boy, which meant it wasn't legal. And then he, then he, then he posted on Twitter about it later. <laughs> <laughs> I got steamed good, LOL. <laughs> Still champ for life or something. Just a fair of him with the belt. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully none of those ideas we just shared will come true. Please do not listen to this podcast, anyone from Ring of Honor. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Actually, I better say how you can leave feedback. Um, if you enjoyed the show, if you didn't enjoy the show, please let us know. Just um, anything you'd like to see us improve upon, anything you'd like to see us do, or any special guests you'd like to see us try and get on, just uh, send us an email to contact at rhworld.com or tweet us at rh underscore world or write on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rhworld or just uh, do a post on our forum, rhworld.com slash forum which I believe was quoted somewhere as the best Ring of Honor forum out there or something that we saw. Is that right, Stephen, you saw I that think, uh, uh, Yeah, pe- angry people on Gabe Sapolsky's uh, Facebook status, I think they were saying that, why do you still post on Ring of Honor's biggest forum? And uh, I believe they were referencing to, to our one. So uh, There we go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. I'm not sure how long this has been. Probably quite long. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll see you all next week for episode 35.